According to all known laws of filmmaking, there is no way that Hounded should be a good film. Its budget is too small to get its little flimsy plot off the ground. Hounded, of course, is a funny film anyway, because Hounded doesn't care what critics think is possible. Hello and welcome to Unoriginals. My name is Zach. And I'm David. And today, David and I watched the Disney Channel original movie, Hounded. We did! We did! I'm, you know, it's yeah. been a while since I've been so enthusiastic about a film that we watched. Yeah, as I'm sure a lot of you know, most of the movies that we watch are either absolute stinkers or are just kind of okay. But this They're one's ma- a little different. The majority of them are extremely middling. Mm-hmm. The majority of the films that we watch are, like, solid fives out of ten. They're, mm-hmm. like fine mm-hmm. this was a change of pace and uh, i'd say a very well needed change of pace it was it was i mean to i i think this is going to I, I think this whole opening here is spoiling what we think of the film oh i'm sure but... um but it, it's it's worthwhile i mean freeman and i were belly laughing throughout the entirety of this film mm-hmm. we didn't make too many jokes watching this one because it mostly made them for us i mean yeah sure there were a couple because this is us watching a movie so of course there yeah. are but for the most part it's just good we were just expanding on jokes that they were already doing mm-hmm. or we made a joke and then they did it and it was great yeah Th- this movie is look this movie has no right to be any good absolutely not this movie should be garbage this movie should be one of your luck of the Irish, mom's got a date with a vampire, um, a genius, like middle of the road, like a smart house, mm-hmm. just nothing films. But, but it's, it's so much more things. than that. And it's so great it because it is so much more than that. It is saved by a few, by like a few things in the film. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that this film is perfect. Oh, absolutely not. There is a weird editing in some parts. Mm hmm. Um, but that's like the primary thing that's like not good about it. The plot's really flimsy. Is another yeah. Thing. The the plot doesn't have a whole lot to it. Um, our main character Jay is Jay, a yeah. uh, like twelve to fourteen year old kid. Yeah, he's uh, graduating going to out of like middle school. Yeah, he's trying to get a scholarship to like maybe I think it's some sort of like boarding school it or something. It is Peterson Academy, which I presume to be, yeah, like a boarding school or private. Yeah. Private school um, of some kind. High school. Yeah. Um, the headmaster's kid, uh, takes his speech and wins the scholarship. Um, he goes to the headmaster's kid's house to try and find his speech to prove that he stole yep. the speech. Uh, the dog gets out and follows him home. The dog goes absolutely a crazy. Prize, a like, Show dog. Like yeah. Like a prize-winning show dog. Award-winning show dog. Goes absolutely nuts in the house. Uh, it's one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie, and it goes on <laughs> for, like, a, the perfect amount of time, which it, you normally don't get a, to say that about things like that. It's such a long scene. But, but it's break good. It, they break it up when they need, it needs to be broken up. hmm And every bit of it's so good. Like, it, it was... Look, I, I want to address that scene right now. Mm-hmm. Because the majority of that isn't the dog. No. They have the majority a puppet. Of it is oh, yeah, yeah. The, the majority of what makes it good is he is acting really, really strongly. Mm-hmm. But 
any shot of the dog that's not like the dog walking away from something is a puppet. And that puppet is terrifying. God, it's horrifying. It looks like a rodent of unusual size from the Princess Bride, but stark white and tiny. Yeah, and I mean, it works because the dog's a Pomeranian. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it doesn't look like a real Pomeranian. No, absolutely not. But it's fine. Freeman and I were making references to gremlins, to Mm -hmm. aliens. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. If it does, (laughs) it's a grandiose comparison. The, the movie itself makes a reference to The Shining with this yeah. dog puppet, and it's fantastic. Well, and the whole scene, I mean, I said this when you referenced it, is that that whole scene with the Pomeranian feels like the Jurassic Park Velociraptor scene, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is, you know, it, it's batting way out of its league. But it's doing like, a great it, uh, job. It's doing a great job. Because, you know, I got the same feelings watching it that I did... Um, watching that scene Mm -hmm. and then the emotional core i think is pretty strong i think that's one place where it slightly falters for me because it's very much a like instantaneous switch with uh the older brother as far as his like emotional character development but it does make sense and Mm -hmm. like it fits it fits with his character arc it works it was just kind of like it felt very forced as in like this has to happen right now and Mm -hmm there's not going to be any sort of um, dialogue about it before or after it's just going to switch and then everything's fine. And I understand it's a, it's a Disney channel movie. This isn't the focus of the movie. This is just something that needs to happen to advance the plot. Mm -hmm. But I wish that there was a little bit more expansion on it than there was. Like maybe if we maybe if we had um, the brothers interact before everything happens and we see their dynamic beforehand, even before the dog gets introduced, that would have helped. We understand their dynamic beforehand being is the same. Like they hammer home to us that they do not get along because of what we see with the dog. The dog just brings it like more to the forefront. Right. I I I know right. that like what their dynamic is beforehand because we see it before the yeah. he, before the older brother gets introduced to the dog. What I'm saying is like even before we get like the plot with the store like before we get to like the school and everything, if we got yeah. just a slight introduction to how they interact with each other, it would make it feel and, a little and bit I, more natural. And they do talk about it earlier in the film. They do. Yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah. In the first few minutes, um, hmm. mom and, uh, Jay mm-hmm. talk about, Oh, your brother's coming. And he goes, Oh, my brother. Like, could he not? Oh, they talk about it. He says, "Yeah, yeah, they have a whole. That's what. That's why I don't have an issue with it. I think. Well, there you go. That That resolves my issue with it. They actually do the exact thing that you want them to do. All right. Because he's because he says all he's going to do is he's going to come over here. He's going to boss me around. Mm -hmm. And you know, be distant. Exactly what was happening. And mom said, "Well, that's how he shows he cares about you. You know, it's hard for him. Mm -hmm. And he said, "Well, I wish that he just cared a little bit less." And so that's our setup, is we know that, that he's coming and he's going to be, you know, um, a military <laughs> individual. Yeah. I, okay. Well, yeah, that, then that yeah. definitely helps with my major concern about this movie, because I, I guess I just missed that. I wasn't paying attention yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah. And I mean, I'm also an older brother, and sometimes uh, you're not, and you're not. No, I'm the younger. Yeah. And sometimes as older brothers, right, we mm-hmm. are doing what we think, especially... You and I both have similar situations as children to what happens in this film. 
or what mm-hmm. happened prior to this film where there is not a father present. Right. And, you know, sometimes as an older brother, we try to fill that role and we do what we think is best. And we don't realize until we're... Because we do care. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize until we're told that it wasn't helpful, that it was harmful. Right. Right? So that flip where, you know, um, Jay talks to his brother and tells him, like, you, you hurt me when I was younger. Right? Mm-hmm. It resonated with me. I, I understood. And I, I understood the older brother in that case. And I went, oh, yeah, you're you're going to turn around on this now. You, you Like, you can't... Like, now that you've been told that you hurt him... Not physically, but you you hurt him. You're mm-hmm. gonna you like you you care about him, so you're not gonna keep doing that, right? And then he turns around pretty quick on that. Yeah, I I guess it makes sense when you like as once you have the prior context that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the speed of it yeah. at that point because we were introduced to the context originally, and I didn't realize yes. that. So yeah, yeah th- that solves my issue with it. Um. The both of them work really, really well together. Um, yes, uh, Taj Mowry and Craig Kirkwood are the younger and older, respectively. They're fantastic together. Everyone uh, in this, both of them are a, great. Everyone in this film does a really mm-hmm. good job. Um, we haven't brought this up yet, by the way. Yeah, uh, Shia LaBeouf is in this movie. Shia LaBeouf is in this movie. Uh, Shia LaBeouf he's, plays. He's the he's the, yeah. the headmaster's son who is the worst. Um, yeah. So he plays one of two characters that Shia LaBeouf can play, either the mm-hmm. idiot or the worst, and he does a fantastic job. He's great. Yeah. I just hate him. He he's not even the primary villain. Mm-hmm. Is the interesting thing. The primary villain is Shia LaBeouf's character's father, mm-hmm. who is the headmaster of the school. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he doesn't get too much opportunity to be a villain. I mean, like the villainy in this film is rich white people being rich white people. Precisely. And the fact that the leads in the ca- in, in this film are black, it, I, I, it, like, and they basically say, like, they have everything, right? They're rich, mm-hmm. and the rich ki- kids and the rich people get to do whatever they want. They say that, like, right up front. Yep. And the rest of us don't. The rest of us, you know, get treated like garbage. Mm-hmm. They're making a point there. They don't follow through with it. Mm, they kind of do. They do. They do a little bit. But not um, not as much as I wish they would have, yes. but they do follow up with it at least slightly. Um it's yeah. very heavily implied at the end of the movie that um the current headmaster, Shia LaBeouf's dad, is mm-hmm. no longer the headmaster and his father-in-law is yes. resuming his position as headmaster. Yes. Um and then the uh Shia LaBeouf then gets sent to the military academy that the older brother works at. That might so, be the when we when we see that that might be the best line in the entire film. Oh yeah, it was great. Because earlier in the film uh, not even earlier really, like ten Maybe minutes, minutes before because the climax of the film is them returning the dog. Mm-hmm. Because they the police are now involved and they need to return the dog in a way that everyone wins, basically, on of the good people, of the two of them. Mm-hmm. So their plan is to return the dog secretly into Shia LaBeouf's character's 
house that he ba- he has a house to himself basically. He lives yeah. in the like the pool house or guest house mm-hmm. in their like yep. manor. Yeah. So the <laughs> the older brother whose name I can't remember um his character's name goes and he um knocks on the door and he starts asking him about BMX. Mm-hmm. And like BMX Weekly or whatever a magazine mm-hmm. he's like pretending it's a magazine contest, and one of the questions he asks him is, "What does a wheelie mean?" And it doesn't matter what the response is, but you know, so he's being lured out so that the so that Jake can put the dog back in the house there, and get um, Shia LaBeouf in trouble, mm-hmm. and get him disqualified from the award that he shouldn't have gotten in the first place, and you know because he used. His yep. speech. He cheated. He plagiarized. He stole. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the very end, when we see the military school, he turns around and the older brother is the drill sergeant. And he's asking him questions like, you know, what is the school's motto? What are the three R's? And he answers all those questions. He says, what does a wheelie mean to you? And he, and he takes like takes off, his, off his hat and shows him his face. Yeah. It's so good. Grins at him, puts it back on. Oh, that's really good. There's also, and I wish they had done more with this as well, a commentary on how our society treats people who are disabled. Mm-hmm. It's very hidden in the entire yes. movie, um, but at the very end, uh, Jay, the, the main kid, redoes his speech for the uh, for the scholarship and he does it on how the city that they live in is not currently accessible to people who have mobility disabilities and it's super cool like it's a really nice little thing and his best friend is disabled and is in a wheelchair the whole time i I almost would say that she's like almost a love interest yeah kind of like there's a little bit there like they were going to and then they didn't yeah um but uh, so i would agree with best friend yeah that's what i think it is i would agree with that i would agree with that and they never comment on that. She's I'm kind of glad chair. that they don't, because like not everything needs it, uh, you know. No, that's what I'm saying. That's the I think that's the right way to handle it. Yeah, she is just in a wheelchair. She is a person. Yeah, she just also is in a wheelchair. And there's no like yeah. moment that shows um, Jay like, oh, the city mm-hmm. isn't built for this. He yeah. just already knows this because yeah. he's friends with her. Like, he doesn't have to have his eyes open during the movie. This is just something that he can know because he hangs out with her all the time. Well, we see throughout the entire movie that he's a good person. Mm -hmm. He's a good person. He's a good, nice person. And gosh darn it, we've had so few good, nice people as main characters. He genuinely is a good person, which is very nice. He does not learn a lesson in this But that's okay. And that's okay, yeah. Because this film doesn't need it. And this film... As much as I wish it made more commentary on other on, on certain topics, you know that it does, and then it just kind of drops, or mm-hmm. it makes it the very end and hasn't made prior. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that type of movie. It's a comedy. No, it it's is, it's it not is the color of sla- friendship. It's hounded. Yeah. It is a slapstick comedy. Yeah, and it's so good. It really is very good. You know, we're 16 minutes in. Normally, we don't recommend stuff until later in. I'm recommending you watch this movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Of of movies that you should watch that we have already reviewed, you should watch this one and Johnny Tsunami out of all yeah. of them. And I came into this film, I had a bad day. Mm-hmm. I was angry, and I was ready to not like this film. 
and it still won me over. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even take that long to win me over. The, the the fun like the most fun part of this movie is the whole montage scene mm-hmm. with the dog going absolutely ballistic in the house, yeah. and it's just fun. It's just a good time, because yeah. especially if you noises. know all like the tropes and everything that they're playing yeah. with, and all the references to all sorts of old like horror movies and everything that's going on, mm-hmm. it's just a great time. And yeah, like David yeah. said, the dog constantly makes cartoon noises because this is a Disney movie, and, the and dog it's great. I don't even care. It's fun. Physics. It's fantastic. Yeah. They 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 use them just enough. Mm-hmm. They don't use them too much. They use them just the right amount. Like the dog, the dog isn't constantly yeah. making like you know the the walking noise from Scooby Doo yeah. when they like can't get a grip and run. But like yeah. every once in a while, there's like a boing noise or something when the dog jumps, and it's great. Yeah, I mean we we really there's one weird edit at the very beginning where they edited it for a commercial mm-hmm. that cuts off a line, it clips a line. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. We. We also caught one error where the dog oh, it was great. jumps, jumps quote unquote, into the bike. Like, into uh, the basket in front of the ba- kid's bike. Yeah, 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 when he's trying to get away. And you can very clearly see how they <laughs> threw the dog. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was it was pretty funny. Uh, but obviously that's an error. Yeah. But I didn't notice too much else. No, I mean, I saw like a couple times when the dog is clearly looking at like the trainer, but... That's yeah. not like too out of the question. Like that's not and, a weird yeah. thing. It happens. And to some degree, yeah, that's it's a dog. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can only do so much with it. It is the dog version of a flurgan, as we discussed. Yeah, this from thing. Captain Marvel. Um, I I at first to show you just how like ridiculous all of the stuff with the dog going ballistic in the house. I thought there was going to genuinely be a subplot where the dog was like a hybrid military weapon. I yeah. genuinely believed this. Yeah. I thought there was going to be a whole subplot where this thing is like bred for murder and the wife didn't know. Yep. Because they talk about how it was medicated the whole time and like it mm-hmm. was sedated basically. And the um, first thing we see of it in the house is... Is that it um, eats like crazy. Well, and but before that, Freeman, we see that um, Jay is responding to military commands. It to military films, commands, right. And it's responding to military commands. It like salutes. it salutes and everything. Yeah. So it would have been really funny if there was like a whole subplot of this dog being genuinely like a military bread killing machine and she <laughs> had no idea. And then like at the very end, it goes back to normal and like there's nothing wrong. And that would have been funny, but this film didn't need that. No, which is great. Another subplot of the film, or it is the main plot, but it, the scenes that we see of it aren't plot. Mm-hmm. Are... When they are um, trying to return the dog. Mm-hmm. They don't want any money or anything for it. But they can't let the owner of the dog know that it was them, the headmaster. Right. So they're using this voice changer thing. And Freeman did a fake voice uh, <laughs> into his microphone of him pretending mm-hmm. what they're going to sound like. And then they do it, and that's exactly what they it sound like. It was exactly like. that. <laughs> it was one-to-one. And then there was another but... time, too, where the dog was like... It vanished off screen in the middle of one of the montage yeah. scenes because they chop it up into a couple of different bits. Yeah. And um, there's like a rustling in a cabinet. And then he like, you know, yeah. it go- it stops and he starts walking towards the cabinet real slowly. I was like, he- it's not going to be in the cabinet. It's going to jump out from the top. And then it did yeah. exactly that. And it was yeah. great. And I loved it. But the thing that I was going to bring up is that the things that they tell the headmaster to do over the phone. Fantastic. Get get more and more ridiculous as they go. The first it's time. It's just good. He's like, I don't even want the dog back. You keep the stupid dog. Mm-hmm. 
and the then it goes time, ballistic. Yeah. Second time, he needs the dog back. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to get in trouble with his father-in-law if he doesn't. So he's trying to get the dog back, and they're like, yeah, meet us in the park. And he's like, I'll, I'll meet rink. you by the ice, ice skating rink. So he goes to the ice skating rink, and he starts asking this random guy if they have business. And then he, he says, falls on the ice skating rink. Uh, doggy doggy business. business. Yeah. Because he's not wearing ice skates. Mm-hmm. He falls down, he's slipping and stuff. And he's rolling around on the ice. The next thing they have him do is they have him go to a bakery, mm-hmm. get a cake with a spider on it that says, the itsy bitsy spider, and that's it. That's all they ask him to do. We're but pretty sure. It, we might have missed that. Yeah, he, we might have missed it. We, we think he takes it a little farther, and we just we think missed them it, asking him to do other stuff. Yeah, but It seems like he takes it upon himself to stand with the cake cut outside of the bakery, singing over and over again the Itsy Bitsy <laughs> Spider, trying to hand out cake and looking at everyone who wants cake <laughs> like they have the dog, until he ultimately gives it to a homeless man Ugh. who decides to take up the mantle. It was so funny. It was very good. And then the third one is, um, they have him wearing, like, grandma clothes, basically. Mm-hmm. To the bowling alley, and they tell him to bowl ten straight lane or ten straight, um... Gutter balls. Yeah, gutter Not balls, a single basically. pin hit. Not a single pin hit. And, um... Use a bright orange ball, and <laughs> at the end of the tenth ball. frame, it'll come back, and there'll be a note as to where you could find the dog on it. Yeah! And so he sh- it doesn't come back with the note because they don't they didn't have the dog. Obviously, the and so he shoves his head into the, like the ball return and gets smacked in the face of the bowling ball. So then for yeah. the very end of the movie, he has three little like round divots on his face that look yep. like the thumb holes. It's great. Uh, and you might say, David, Zach, you just gave away some of the best bits of the film. Yeah, but like, it, you'll you watch, watch it. it. Yeah, genuinely watch it. watch it. You it will be funnier than we have described it. It is. It is so much yeah. fun. Like we're not describing these super yeah. well because we. I want you to watch this movie. Like this is a yep. good one. There's. I don't want to describe this movie, but there is also the meat bag. Oh yeah, yeah. The bag of meat. Oh, mm-hmm. That's good. Very important. That's very. Um, good. all of the stuff with the dog is just great. The whole like I could sit there and watch the um the like montage scene of the dog going crazy in the house like at least three times and I wouldn't get bored of it. Um. Yeah. Also, it is paced out super well mm-hmm. and it's long, but it doesn't feel long, which no, is doesn't. really nice. Also, well, this only movie realized... is only 90 yeah. minutes and it oh, did wow. not feel like that. No, no, it didn't. I just, I just can't figure out Freeman. First off, do you have a, what else did they do for us? I do. I have a couple. Okay. Cause I, I want to address, I don't know how Shia LaBeouf went from this movie to being you know, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, yeah. Because this movie is better than every blockbuster film I've ever seen him in. Yeah. This film well, is better no, than... that's not true. Mm-hmm. He was in Holes. He was in Holes. Holes that's is very true, good. That's true, but it was, I don't think Holes is a blockbuster film. I'd say it is. I don't think it was. That's very rude to Holes. <laughs> I, I think it's fair to Holes. I don't think so. But, as much you as know, the agree, song from agree. Holes is really good. Also, David, but, he was uh, in Surf's Up. What are you saying he wasn't in a blockbuster movie? Oh, you're right. No, but but I'm talking like Indiana Jones 4. Yeah, or like Transformers. The first three yeah. Transformers? This is better than all of those. Oh, 100%. And it shouldn't be. It's a no, little slapstick comedy not. about a Pomeranian. But it's great. But it's better than all three of those films. Or uh-huh. all four of those films. Oh, yeah. So I guess while we're at it, we'll do what else did they do. What uh, else did so they do? I have two for you. What are uh, frogs? First of all, we have... Uh, Taj or Taj Maori. I don't know how to 
pronounce it t-a-h-j i think taj um this is jay martin the the main kid um so he did voice work for disney uh i know you're thinking kingdom hearts but unfortunately it's not kingdom hearts no i knew it wasn't Um, kingdom hearts so did he do voice work for jake long american dragon or kim possible Ooh, you know either one of those is a good choice oh yeah and good for him I'm going to say he did Jake Long American Dragon. Final answer? Yeah. Unfortunately, no. He did not mm. do Jake Long American Dragon. He's actually Wade in Kim Possible. He's who? Wade. What? Yeah. The guy in the chair for Kim Possible. Huh. Yeah. For the entire series as well as the Stitch in Time and so the drama. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he also did a couple of... Uh, other like guest star things. He was in an episode of the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Um, he apparently he... grows up to be Michael Clark Duncan, according to Kim possible. Yeah. Um, he was in full house as a kid, uh, or younger mm-hmm. kid. Um, he played young Sonic for a couple of episodes of the 1994 Sonic, the hedgehog series. Huh? Um, He's also in the Poof Point, which is a movie that we're going to come up to. I think. Oh in like two no! Times. That one's that one's the worst rated out of all of them. I believe. Sure is. I think we have two more till we get oh, to there. My, yeah, we have my... we have Jumping Ship next, and then the Poof Point. Oh, Taj, my man. Yeah. So unfortunately, he's got a stinker coming up. I think, but that's mm. okay. He might be the redeeming factor of that movie because he was pretty great. Hey Freeman. Yeah. I googled Wade to remember what he looked like. Uh huh. I hate that people also ask, came up and gave me a horrible question. How old is Draken? Oh, no. And um, it gave me a uh, live journal as the answer. Oh. Which that's is like a fun. fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't need you, you to know, bring that up. What, what, I, um, what I'm reading here is appropriate. I'd rather you not read it out loud, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Personally, I, I'd I rather know. you not do that. I know. But I don't need, even read I it need... to me after we stop recording. Um, I'd rather just forget about that. <laughs> Personally. That's just my opinion here. Uh... Uh, anyways, so we have our second contestant for what else did they do? Uh Ed Begley Jr., who is Ward Van Dusen, so uh Shia LaBeouf's dad. Now, this one's gonna be real tricky for you. Was he in Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters? Repeat. Was he in Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters? This is who? referring to 2016 and 1984. Who, 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 who? Uh, Ed Begley Jr., Ward Van Dusen, the, the dad. Okay, yeah. Shia LaBeouf's dad. 2016 or 1984 Ghostbusters? 84. 84? Yeah. Wrong. He was in 2016 Ghostbusters. What? Yes, he plays Ed Mulgrave in 2016 Ghostbusters. I, don't know I haven't is. seen I that seen movie since 2016, so I don't remember who that is. I but I'm assuming it's a relatively big role, because uh, he's listed pretty high up there on the IMDb page. Huh. So, yeah. Alright. <laughs> yeah, he's he's third. I don't know what to do with that on information. The, yeah, on, on the first build only like cast overview, he's third on the list so i'm guessing he did like something important for it but i genuinely do not remember hmm so yeah huh okay Hmm. sure yeah why not you know um he has also done like a whole lot of stuff um he was in pineapple express 
Uh, he's done a couple episodes of Better Better Call Saul. Um, you know the the usual stuff: Rizzolian Isles, CSM Miami. You know. Yeah, all the usual stuff. Um, all the I'm a character actor. Stuff. Yeah, he was in yeah. an episode of King of the Hill. Um, a couple episodes of The Simpsons, I think, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's he's done a lot of stuff. Um, King King of the Hill, you mean Texas anime? Yeah. Uh, uh he it. was in 1979 Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo, the TV series, as additional voices. Uh, I was hoping he was someone I knew. Um, I'm just I don't think this is gonna happen, but I okay, I have okay, to do it okay. anyways. I have to search for Kingdom Hearts on his Wikipedia page just because you know, <laughs> gotta check, gotta make sure. No, nothing. <laughs> it's important. I, look, you know, I mean, like, look, <laughs> if it can be found, right? We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't rules. think so. But I mean, because I don't think Shia LaBeouf did anything with Kingdom Hearts either. There's no trivia. God, could you imagine? I know there's no trivia. I saw that. I was like, man. And the, and under goofs, they don't even list with the with the dog with the hand. Um, so I'm gonna yeah. submit something to IMDb apparently. Um. <laughs> but it says on the door of Mrs. B's bakery, it gives the address as 2121 main street, but the door of the real life building number is 1515. Mm. The only reference they have listed uh-huh. is a video case for this movie shown in a different movie. They don't even have like the reference nope. of nope. the shiny, very clear reference which is the very no. obvious. Nope. Didn't even include that. Man, There's not a lot in this movie. Yeah, I guess not. Which is IMDb only odd. has it as a five star film, which yeah, including normal films. But yeah, which including normal films, five star is about fair. Right. You know, I'd yeah. say maybe closer to six, but five is about right. Yeah, but you know, we don't rate things that way here. No, absolutely not. We rate things uh, out of ten stars as a or not stars. Um, it depends on the movie, but we rate them based on you know is Disney there... Channel movies. There's only one review. On IMDb. Yeah, I know. And there's only like one review on Rotten Tomatoes. Like nobody has watched this movie apparently. And I don't know why cuz it's great. Well, this person who wrote this review, yeah, said it wasn't good, but only two of six people have found it helpful. It, so I it think he's lying. Three I'm vote- saying no. Yeah. Um oh, there were 11 user reviews. Yeah. Um but this person obviously was a little too big for their britches. Oh, here we go. Hounded is a bomb movie. That's it. Four out of seven. Or no, Taj ten out of ten stars. Taj is such a good yeah. actor, and he's... Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that person's right. Um, Let me read you this a Pomeranian with Issues one. Oh, I was just looking at that one. Let me That's read good. it to you. Yeah, please do. Um, Because this is the sort of person you can make fun of. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Taj Maori. I think that's correct. Younger sibling of Tia and Tamara Maori, who are presumably more famous than he is, but I don't know who they are. Off the top I don't of, either. Uh, off the top of my head. I'll look it up. Gets to star in Hounded. Still yet another Disney comedy that's reportedly supposed to appeal to the youthful viewer. I'm not sure how young you have to be to appreciate this one, and if you're too young, you might get nightmares and learn a fear of dogs from Hounded. Real quick interlude, uh, mm-hmm. Tia and Tamara Maori are the Twitches. Oh, they're twitches. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Young Maori is going to a really posh prep school, and when his elocution project is stolen and presented by the headmaster's spoiled kid, Shia LaBeouf, 
He takes it lying down rather than speak up. The presentation could mean a scholarship. So what does our young genius do? He breaks into the headmaster's house to retrieve his project and accidentally makes friends with little Camille, a seemingly friendly Pomeranian. But off her meds, the pooch becomes the hound from hell and she wrecks the Maori digs after she follows Taj home. Hounded, though it has some cute moments, is really just more silly than genuinely funny. Maori gets his older brother, Craig Kirkwood, who's a drill instructor at a military academy involved as well, and you can't quite believe someone like that would engage in the dumb behavior he does. The Magic Kingdom went to the dogs for this one. So, couple things. First yep, of all, yep, yes, yep. I can believe a drill instructor did stupid things I, like that. I do. Um, that's just point one here. Yep. Um, second of all, God, this person is very pretentious. I'm, well, I mean, um, I didn't read it that way. I know, on but purpose. Like, but there's, no, but there's also well, the language you know, itself. The, the specific, and that's why I read it that way is because I had skimmed it and I read the words "elocution project" and also "pooch." <laughs> You know, I, I, I might say the word pooch is a joke. Yeah, but, like, I don't think so. I don't think it is. I, I wouldn't instance. have used the word. I wouldn't have called it an elocution project. Yeah. I would have called it a scholarship presentation. Yeah. And that's why I read it that way. If you're going to mm-hmm. use the, if you're going to call it an elocution project, you deserve to be read that way. Mm-hmm. And also, like, yeah, so what if the movie is more silly than genuinely funny? It's a good time. It's a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> and mo and most people are like this is bad. Now, here's here's the thing, right? There are a few that are unfair. Like I only watched this for Shia LaBeouf. The movie's plot is stupid. The dog was stupid. Three out of ten. Okay. Which like yeah, but but no, you're comparing it to like regular movies. Yeah, a poorly written movie with people... little plot is another one. Like, I think that's where people go wrong with Disney Channel yeah. movies, is you're comparing them to, like, full-budget, normal movies. They're not that. If you go into it expecting that, you're not going to get that. The only one that you can go into expecting that is Halloween Town. And even then, not, now, not the first one. Yeah. Now, here's a one-star, okay? Mm-hmm. I have to agree with another reviewer on here. It's pretty bad when parents can't have trust in the Disney Channel. Here, we see it, because it was called the Disney Channel then. Yeah. Here, we see a young boy being chased around by a small Pomeranian dog who is not on its medication. So, of course, it attacks the boy in a spur of madness. This could easily scare small children. I don't want to sound like some peace hippie. Okay. But it's true. (laughs) Okay. But it's true. The image of a boy being bitten and attacked by a small dog could result in nightmares for children and headaches for parents. Now, that is fair. Yeah, 100%. That dog is terrifying. It is. And I love if, it. Yeah, do not let your small child, if they would be afraid of a dog monster. Yeah, puppet, don't let them watch this. Don't let them watch it. Here's the thing that isn't fair about this review. Other than that small fact, the movie is still lousy. I wouldn't recommend it either way. Bad actors, bad dialogue, bad everything. That's so not true. And that's untrue. The reality is, this movie has really good acting. Mm-hmm. It has really funny dialogue. Or maybe we're just broken. No, I think the dialogue in this is actually pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's there's some stupid lines, because of course there are. But genuinely, for the most part, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, and they do... Another review points out, I was confused half the time, is the point of this movie t- taming or returning the dog? And I think that's also fair. 
Yeah. But the thing is, you have to take it as a slapstick film. Mm-hmm. 100% you do. Like, it doesn't have a strong plot. It doesn't need to have a strong plot. No, the funny dog movie is funny. Plot. Yeah. And we, or especially I, right? Mm-hmm. Me. Let's be fair. It's me. I rail on movies like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like this, where it is slapstick with nothing. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, and I think, and for those movies I didn't really say, I want you to do less slapstick. I want you to do more plot. You have an interesting plot here. Do something with your plot. Stop doing slapstick. Mm-hmm. This is an example of a slapstick film done right. Oh, yeah. Which is why, you know, I sound like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth here. I'm a total hypocrite. But, like, this gets a pass because it is funny. Right. The reason I complain about the plot in other, like, films of this type is because they're not. Like, there's a difference between this movie and You Lucky Dog. Because yes. that's the only one that I can think of that would have a good, like, direct comparison. Not yeah, even just because dog, dog movie, but just because of the well. way that it is. Yeah. And you, look, yeah. you Lucky Dog focuses more on the plot than it needs to in its mm-hmm. comedy sections. And the comedy sections of You Lucky Dog are not funny. Yeah, if, if you take the plot away from You Lucky Dog and look at just the comedy sections, they're not worth the time. It is a guy acting like a dog and then knock off Home Alone. Yeah, if you were to take the plot away from from Hounded and just watch the comedy sections, you'd have a good time. They're funny. You'd be watching almost the entirety of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) And you you could probably piece together the plot just from the comedy sections. Yeah. It might not have all the details. It might be a little rough, but like you could probably get for the most part. Like you wouldn't know about the scholarship, but that's fine. It's not that dense of a plot. No. It's really not that dense of a plot. And the thing is, when you have a film like this, where it is primarily slapstick, you don't need a dense plot. No. You you just, this is all you need. This, this feels, to some degree, Freeman, like a comedy on stage. Yeah, it does. It, it very yeah. much feels like that. This... This feels like a stretched out Three Stooges movie. It does. No, and I'm okay with that. I'm 100 yeah. percent okay with that. It's absolutely. Great. You you need the plot to set up the situation that he's in, but then you can just roll with yeah. it from there, and it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, this movie doesn't even have. I mean, it, it it strays away from the Disney Channel thing in that it doesn't even have a moral. I mean, I, it kind of does, but mm. it's very loose. It's very much a like you know stick to your guns. If you see something that's yeah. wrong, like speak up about it. Yeah. yeah. And it does have that, but it's not like a theme throughout the movie. No, it's it's very much an ending yeah. moral, and that's about it. Yeah, and I think the point it also makes, and it makes this pretty well, is that if he had stuck to his guns, as we see his brother attempt to later, mm-hmm. right, stand up for him, it wouldn't have mattered anyway because the people in power are in control and against them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to fight the power. Right? Right. And they did that with, you know, in a goofy way. But it worked. And Yeah, exactly. All right, David. I think I think we've kind of run the ground as far as talking about this movie. I think we have. Because the reality is, we said it a bunch of times, not a lot of plot. It's just funny to watch, so just watch mm-hmm. it. 
So um, out of mm-hmm. ten um, military wheelies. hybrid dogs. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, out of, out of ten wheelies, what does this movie mean to you? What does it get? So it's not good, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, after, it makes total after sense. After talking for like 40-ish minutes about how good it is, mm-hmm. this film isn't good. No, it's uh, not it's a good film. Say. It's just fun. But it's fun to watch. And the question becomes, do I value... How much do I value fun in a film? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I think I value this film. At, and it, it's way too high. Because um, you have to look at what else, how we've ranked everything else, right? Right. Our only 10 is a Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. Color of Friendship, which is a true story Mm -hmm. about racism and apartheid in South Mm -hmm. Africa, Mm -hmm. is a nine. Eight. It's an eight. It's an eight. It's an eight. Okay. And then, you know... The 13th year, a movie about a boy turning into a mermaid is an eight and a half. Is an eight and a half, which is higher than... Yeah. So we have to look at that, right? Ready to Run is an eight and a half. Yeah, Halloween Town's a nine. I'm pretty sure. Uh, probably. I think something like that. Um, we have a film that is ranked at a nine. I'm pretty sure. No, we don't have any nines actually. Halloween oh. Town's an eight. Halloween Town's an eight. So the question is, right? Do any of those movies deserve to be up there with Color of Friendship? No. And the answer is no, because if you haven't figured it out yet, our scale is really subjective. It's what number does the movie make me feel? And this movie makes me feel an eight. This movie brightened my day. I didn't think I would like this movie. I loved it. It's bad. But it's it's bad in the same sense as, you know, I, I like potato chips. I like drinking sodas. Mm-hmm. They're bad, right? They're but not man, good. They're good. Yeah, but they're so good. And this is that. This is like a junk food movie. And, you know, honestly, Freeman, next time we hang out, maybe we'll put this on. God, that'd be a good time. Yeah. You know, I I think that so that is a very, a that's a very, very good way of describing this. It's a junk food movie. It's a movie that, like, you know is not a good movie, but man, is it a great time. And, like, it has no sustenance to it. No. There is nothing that you're going to get from this movie. But it's fun. It's a good time. Like, yeah, take your little cracker, dunk it in the icing, eat it. You yeah. have Dunkaroos. It's a great time. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. It's it's not a good movie. There's not yeah, there's nothing to it. it God, what it is, fun. you know, you know what it is? It's a mm-hmm. junk food movie, but it's a it's it's like a lunchable. Right? But it's like the dessert peacha lunchable. It's, it's, yeah, it's like the dessert part of the lunchable. It's not good. No, no, but no. It's, it's the dessert pizza lunchable. The one that oh, has like the two pizza. pepperoni pizzas and then the one that's like the chocolate and marshmallows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like exactly you that. get you're something like... from it, but like yeah. it, for the most part, you got it for the dessert pizza. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to open it up. You're going to get the same thing every time. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing, there's no depth to those pizzas. There's no Absolutely like not. flavors to them. Mm. But they still, you know, and they don't really even taste that good. But man, there's something about those but, pizzas uh... that you're just like, yeah. That's that's the stuff. Yeah, just you're just like yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. For me, Hounded gets nine out of ten. 
Oh, you're going higher. Okay. I am. I'm going a little higher because yeah. it's just, I don't know. I, I appreciate movies that they're just silly and there's nothing yeah. to it. And it's, this is exactly what it is. And you, this you, to... it's not trying yeah. to do anything. And I think that that is something that helps it as well yeah. is where you have another like just stupid movie like Can of Worms, for instance. Yeah. But it's trying to do something and that drags it down by so much. There is, and I think that we talk about, once again, I talk about this often. You just like good, you you just like watching good movies and you have good times with bad movies. I do. Whereas I think I I am a little more critical than you. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, The problem with um, something like, and and I'm going to justify our rating here to some degree, that this is rated higher than, you know, Color of Friendship is that the problem with Color of Friendship is that because of what it's trying to say, and any of these movies that are trying to say something more, because it's a Disney Channel original movie, it drags them down. Mm-hmm. Because They're what, trying to say... I think with Color of Friendship in particular, too, because of the message it's trying to talk about, it, we yeah. held it to a higher caliber than what yep. a Disney Channel original movie is, and that drags it yep. down a little bit lower, because it at the end of the day, it still is a Disney Channel movie. Yep, because it still has the budget and the writing of a Disney Channel original movie mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And the acting of one as well. And mm-hmm. even when the acting is amazing, acting in this was really good. Acting in Color of Friendship is really good. Acting in Johnny Tsunami is really good. Yeah. It's still Disney Channel original movie quality acting. And there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, so this is elevated. I, I, I would agree with you. By it not saying anything more. By, By it not taking a, itself too yeah. seriously. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's funny dog movie. And there's a place for those serious movies. Oh, yeah. And there's a reason that um, Color of Friendship is rated as high as it is, even with mm-hmm. it being a little off because of yeah. how low of a budget it has with trying to produce such a serious message. It yeah. still is very good. And with what they had to do mm-hmm. and with what like what they had available to them and what they were trying to convey, it still is yeah. a great job. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. So that puts this in the thirteenth year um, category. It sure does. And like with 8.5. with Hounded and Color of Friendship, it's apples and oranges. You know, they're both yeah. really good fruit, and you really like them, but mm-hmm. they're just entirely different things. That's right. And you can't rate them the same way. No, doesn't so, work like that. Yeah, honestly, we rated Color of Friendship on its own scale, pretty much. Um, and if you I, don't I don't think there's any other. About, I don't even think there's any other movies yeah. that we're going to watch that are even similar to it. No, and and if you don't understand what we're talking about, go and watch that um episode or listen to that episode, or even watch the movie or watch the movie. I would absolutely it's a good say movie. watch the movie, listen to our review of it. Um, Freeman, do you think this movie fits anywhere in a timeline? Or do you think it's just a fun dog movie? Here's the thing is okay. had they gone more into like the military experiment thing, it would okay. fit on the timeline. It totally would because my yeah, thing yeah. is it would have something to do with either like the rise of superheroes or it could have something to do with like humans potentially trying to uh-huh. start a war against the world of monsters. Okay. Right? Or it could be related to the the floating rat in the first Xenon film. Could be related to the floating rat. Yeah. It could even be related to um, well, the military does show up in Xenon too. It could also be directly related to you, Lucky Dog, and mm-hmm. him having this connection with animals, and then the military trying to exploit that to make a weapon. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it doesn't go into that. 
So nope. I think it's just fun dog movie. I think it's just I, I I would agree. They literally say at the end, oh, the doctor says she's actually fine. Yeah, she doesn't she need was her just medication really anymore. Out. She was just super stressed out and had to let out energy, and now she's good. She doesn't need medication anymore. Mm-hmm. So like they lampshade that. Yeah, which means like we can't touch that. That they they yeah it was clarified that for us. Unless the doctor's in on it, but you know. Well. <laughs> we see no we'll indication of we see no indication of their connection to the military. Right. So no reason to believe that. And yeah, on that, it's a funny I dog mean, movie. Yeah, it's funny dog movie. And on that, I mean, I think that's everything. I think so too. Um, if you liked it, be sure to leave us a rating. We'd love to hear any sort of feedback from you guys. Um, if you want to get in contact with us more directly, our Twitter is definitely the best way to do that. That would be at unoriginalscast on Twitter. You can also send us an email to our Gmail account, unoriginals98 at gmail.com. Um, any sort of feedback, we would love to hear it from you. And any sort of rating, whatever you can give us that's a higher rating is always more appreciated. It helps mm-hmm. us get our podcast out to more people through Apple Podcasts or whatever other podcast algorithm in order to send to people who might enjoy the podcast. Um, thank you to Twin Musicom for the use of the cinematic sting. Um, Neither David nor I speak for the brand or the Walt Disney Company as a whole, and we hope you enjoyed. I hope someday, however, to speak specifically for Hounded. <laughs> God, <laughs> me too. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll Thank catch you. you next time with what movie did you say? Uh, next time we are going to be watching. Hang on. Jumping Ship. And then after that, we have The Poof Point. Oh. Oh no! Yeah, this not was, excited this for was, any of those. This was our breath of air, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, this is the nice diamond in the rough. We're yeah. gonna right back down. But after the poof point, we do have Halloween Town Two: Calabar's Revenge. Okay, okay. Calabar's so Revenge. you know, slight dip maybe, but like we're gonna be coming back up. All right, probably. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. All we'll right. see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.